0: Welcome to the Health From Home Podcast. I'm Dr. Stephanie Yeremko, a naturopathic doctor and mother, and I passionately believe that health is about so much more than the absence of disease. In this podcast, we draw upon my years of experience as a naturopathic doctor and family wellness expert, and dive into how mind, body, spirit, and community all come together to create true health from home. Hello and welcome. Today we're discussing a very hot topic when it comes to your immune system, pun is intended there, and that is that of fevers. So this is a topic that I am super passionate about talking to parents about, because as a society, we are very afraid of fever, and we don't understand its role in fighting infection. So I want to go over how what fevers are, Uh, how to manage them, and hopefully to provide you with knowledge so that you feel more comfortable with fevers and understanding them and knowing when to seek medical help. So the first thing about fevers that we need to understand is that fevers are part of the immune system. The fever is not caused by the virus or the bacteria. So the infection itself does not cause the fever. Rather, the body's immune system creates the fever to fight off that infection. So it's your body's response to the infection and it's its method of removing the infection that is the fever. Now this is a really important differentiation to make because most often we always think of fever as being caused by the infection and we don't understand that this is actually our body's defense mechanism. Now with small children, now with small children and babies when they are born, their immune systems are not very developed. We still have what we would consider an immature immune system. And so for them, one of their primary mechanisms of fighting infection is fever. This is why kids get so many fevers compared to adults. Young children don't have the same number and variety of antibodies that we do as adults. You know, babies are born with some because they've been passed through the placenta um, during pregnancy. And if they're being breastfed, mom is giving babies some antibodies from, through her milk. And babies do start producing their own antibodies within their first week of life, at least that's what we know so far. But it is still very limited in terms of variety and number. So small children, babies, etc., they are relying primarily on fever to fight infection and so that fever is an elevation in in temperature above 38 degrees celsius is typically where we put fever at and that helps to kill off viruses and bacteria while not being harmful to our own body that's really important to remember fevers themselves are not harmful to us There are some exceptions in the sense of if you get dehydrated, and we're going to talk about that, but the fever itself is a mechanism by which to make yourself healthier. So I really want to drive that point home. Now, before going more into treatment of fever, I do want to point out a few things that we want to be mindful of if you have a baby, so a baby three months and under with a fever, I actually would send them to urgent care or the emergency room. And that's not to say that it's definitely an emergency situation, but when children are that small and they're getting a fever, things can go very badly quickly and it's better to be assessed properly and be in the place that can support Whatever treatment is is necessary if things are genuinely an emergency. Uh, The other things to look for is if your child is having trouble breathing, if they have a weird rash that looks kind of like a bruise or bleeding, if they're complaining of like a really stiff neck, headaches, light sensitivity, that kind of stuff, or dehydration. So if your kid is unable to take in any fluids, that that would be the time to seek medical attention. If they're losing consciousness, I would definitely bring them in. Um, And then also as a parent, if your sort of spidey senses are tingling and you just don't feel like this is right, bring them in. Like get them checked out. And these aren't cases where the fever is causing damage, but these are other signs that you know, in and of themselves, like, I would hope that if your child's losing consciousness, regardless of whether they have a fever, you're seeking medical attention. But the the point of this is that those are other signs that something more serious could be going on. And so it's not the fever itself that we're worried about, but it's just the overall well-being of the child that we are concerned about. So I wanted to actually take a moment just to read directly from our Alberta Health Services page on like fevers with kids because this topic is something that people are so afraid of and I want you to know that what I'm talking about today is st- standards of practice that are evidence-based and not just some naturopathic approach like this is what we know to be true also conventionally so I'm reading right off the Albert Health Services page Uh, there are key points about fevers and that's that fevers are very common in children and it is a sign that their body is fighting an infection viral infections are the most common cause of fevers in children and here's a key point fever itself will not harm your child more important is how your child is behaving while unwell and typically fevers that are caused by common viral infections last three to five days So those are really essential key points that I want you all to remember, particularly the one about fever itself will not harm your child. The exception to that is through dehydration, but we will talk about hydration being an essential part of treatment of a fever. And like I had already mentioned, if your child is dehydrated, is not able to consume fluids, that's a reason to take them in for medical attention. So the main treatment for fever as I've just alluded to is fluids we want to be giving the kids fluids that's going to help prevent temperatures from getting too high or from any damage happening to the body because of fever so if you think about when you're not feeling well when you're feeling sick you're not often wanting to like gulp back a ton of fluids sometimes you do but overall, it's more like little sips at a time. That's totally fine. And some good hydration fluids to be giving someone with fever. So if it's a, if it's a baby and you're still nursing, breast milk is amazing because you're also gonna be passing antibodies onto them uh, to, to the baby through your breast milk. So that's gonna also help fight the infection that they are experiencing if you're not breastfeeding you can definitely give formula to a baby as well as kids get older i often give them popsicles so you can go to the pharmacy and get like pedialyte popsicles they find that those tend to go down easier in the popsicle form sometimes they're not as interested in tea and things like that but I, i i actually will give my kids herbal teas Yarrow tea is a really wonderful herbal tea for fever for example. I'll make my own popsicles at home um, just because I don't like to add artificial colors and flavors and stuff but if you're not into kind of making your own herbal popsicles totally understandable I will say, like, with in terms of the popsicles, make sure that your kids are over a year old if you're adding honey to sweeten them. I wouldn't give honey to uh, babies under a year. But popsicles, again, are a great way of getting some hydration into them that generally, you know, toddlers and young children will take. The, another really good uh, fluid is bone broth, soup, things like that. They have a lot of electrolytes naturally in there and we talked about that earlier, immune stimulating properties. So those are all good options to be giving as fluids for your child to stay hydrated during a fever. Rest is really important. We talked about this kind of at the beginning that when we're unwell, we really need to rest. This is our body's chance to recover and when we don't give it rest, it doesn't recover properly. So fluids and rest are essential for fever, and one of the things that a lot of parents, we automatically reach for the Tylenol or the Advil, so acetaminophen or ibuprofen, because that's what we're comfortable with. It typically brings down the fever right away. But when we do that, when we reduce the temperature, we are inhibiting the body's infection-fighting response and there are a number of studies that show that when you reduce fever in people who have various illnesses that those illnesses last longer so in general we don't want to be giving those medications unless there's another reason and that other reason is if you can't get your child comfortable in another way so quite often when you're sick you're unwell you have a fever you're pretty uncomfortable and if you're really uncomfortable and not able to sleep, and not able to rest, then that would be an appropriate time to be giving those medications. However, most of the time, if you are prepared and you are comfortable with fever because you know that this is their body actually fighting the infection, you can keep your child comfortable provided you are keeping them hydrated. One of the important things about their comfort is an appropriate temperature. So really like loose, lightweight clothing so they could have some covering. You don't want them to get cold. If they get cold, then their body works even harder to really like increase that temperature. And then you also don't want to be like overheating them. And I've definitely seen that in certain cultures. There's this idea that everything needs to be super hot and super warm. And the only times I've seen fevers go really ridiculously high is when kids have been in too warm of a place and you know they've been like just piled high with like thick quilts and in a stifling room that's that's not helpful that's just not helpful for them so try to keep them comfortable with temperature a dim room things that they like things that help provide comfort your presence as a parent is often the thing they need most And this is one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about talking about fevers with parents is because if you're uncomfortable with the idea of fever, you are going to be portraying that nervousness, that anxiety to your child, and your child is definitely going to be picking up on that, and that's going to make them even more uncomfortable. So when we can understand that fever is actually their body responding to the infection and fighting it off, and that we support that in terms of keeping them hydrated and as comfortable as possible, that's what's gonna get them over that infection faster. So I I really want to focus on that and remind people, and don't get me wrong, I've been doing this for a long time, I've helped a lot of parents through this, and when my daughter, so my firstborn, was seven months old she got her first fever that lasted just over three days and I will say like I have all this knowledge I had certain tools with me we were actually on vacation in Europe of all places so I didn't have all the normal tools I would have at home but it it did test my resolve in terms of yes I know all this theoretically I've helped people I've always seen it at work but as a mother you you do get worried at times so I do understand that but I am here to tell you like this is true they will get through it and like I said if you can't get them comfortable any other way then you can definitely reach for the medication. There are different homeopathics that I will use for fever and I'll talk more about those in another episode but in general the hydration and the being comfortable is is what you really need to focus on and I'm just going to read a couple more things from the Alberta Health Services page just because I really want to reiterate these points and so they have some fever myths on there and I'll also point out that you know about a third of the page is also dosing for medication so while all these things are written there if you just glance at the page the biggest part of the page shows dosing for medication even though one of the things that they say is that you don't generally need to give medication (laughs) so one of the myths about fevers is that they can cause brain damage so most fevers are less than 42 degrees Celsius and do not cause brain damage body temperature needs to be much higher to cause damage And this is most likely to occur with heat stroke or after exposure to drugs or medication rather than typical childhood infection. So that's really important to know. The other myth is that fevers are bad for children. And this is what is written on this page. A fever is a sign that the body's defense system has been activated. Raising the body temperature may help the body fight an infection. The reason to use medications like acetaminophen or ibuprofen is to help keep your child comfortable. So it's not to bring down the temperature. One thing I should mention is that you never want to give aspirin to a child with fever. That that can um, lead to another illness called Raynaud's, and we definitely don't want to get that. And, and I'm, again, I'm going to just read a little bit more from from this page, and, and this is in terms of treatment on the alberta health services site is fevers are a sign that your child's body is fighting an infection and the best way to treat your child is to keep them hydrated and comfortable so exactly what i've been saying most children will get better on their own in three to five days i really think that's the biggest take-home point so really wrapping our heads around that and supporting our kids keep them hydrated keep them comfortable they'll get through it. If any of those other signs that I talked about at the beginning, you know, if they've got weird rashes that look like bruising or bleeding, they're unable to maintain consciousness. If they're not drinking, if, you know, they're just like they're having troubles breathing, you're just not feeling comfortable. Those are all very good reasons to seek medical attention. And again, if, the, if you have a baby th- less than three months, then you, you do wanna seek me- medical attention with a fever. But otherwise, you just wanna keep them hydrated, keep them comfortable, and keep monitoring them. And know that they, their immune system is developing through that fever, and that fever is fighting off that infection. So hopefully, we can all keep that in mind. The next time your kid has a fever, because children will have fevers. It's just part of childhood. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, it would mean a lot if you could review this podcast wherever you are listening. For more information on lifestyle changes you can make, including my free class on a natural approach to cold and flu season, visit my website, drurumco.com. Until next time, be well and take care.